You are listening to the official podcast of Refuge, where we believe all people matter to God. being here on Mother's Day. They say that Mother's Day is the third most attended service across America. So at least there's one day of the year that people want to make their moms happy, right? (laughs) So, um, you know, Pastor Matt, my wonderful husband, is always good at telling jokes, and and I'm really not. Like, he's somebody who can remember jokes for a long time, and I can't. So, but I did, to honor him, I found some jokes. So you all can, you know, humor me by laughing, whether you think they're funny or not. So, right, honey? He didn't hear what I was saying. (laughs) Okay, so here's a couple Mother's Day jokes. These were taken from the Boys Life magazine, and that's a Boy Scout magazine. So these are from kids that are like 7 to 10 years old, boys that are 7 to 10 years old. So son said, Dad, do you know the difference between a pack of cookies and a pack of elephants? And the dad said, no. And the son said, well, you better let mom keep going grocery shopping you don't know the difference. Okay, good, you laugh. Thank you. (laughs) Sunday school teacher, tell me, Johnny, do you say your prayers before eating? Johnny said, no, ma'am, I don't have to. My mom's a really good cook. (laughs) I think that was a real laugh. That's really good. Okay, so a mother mouse and a baby mouse were walking along when suddenly a cat attacked them. And the mother mouse shouts, bark, arf, and the cat runs away. And the mother mouse says to her baby mouse, see, now do you know why it's important to learn a foreign language? (laughs) Okay, one last one. Larry's mother had four children. Three were named North, South, and West. What was the other child's name? Somebody said, Larry, and you're right. Larry, good, okay. Should I say it again? Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll say it again for you. Larry's mother had four children. They were named North, South, and West. See, you don't listen the first time. (laughs) There's a parenting class that we have, and you'll learn first-time obedience, okay? Last one, Pee-wee said, like Pee-wee, who names their child Pee-wee? But anyway, Pee-wee, what did the digital clock say to its mother? And Westy said, what? And Pee-wee said, look, Ma, no hands. (laughs) Digital clock. Okay, (laughs) I'm done with the jokes for another year. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to, again, thank you for being here because I know that we have a lot of mothers in the room. So if you're a mother, raise your hand, okay? That's a lot of mothers. If you know a mother, raise your hand, okay? (laughs) So that means that we're all going to get something from this message today. 
Do you know that there are 43.5 million women between the ages of 15 and 50 who have children? And those mothers gave birth to 95.8 million children. That's a lot of labor. <laughs> 3.9 million women between the ages of 15 and 50 gave birth in the last year. So 3.9 new babies. 22.3% of women aged 15 to 50 had two children. About 42.4 had no children. 17% had one child. 11.7% had three. And about 6.8% had four or more children. If you had four or more children, raise your hand. We have a special prayer for you today at the end of service. <laughs> But you know what, Pastor Matt and I, we believe that the righteous are who should have children. Let's populate the earth with Christians, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, something that we always say is, you know, you have one child, and that child is like the center of your life. I remember when our first child, when we brought him home, everything was Daniel this, Daniel that. And, and we had a really patient congregation because I can remember he would, every Sunday, say, well, Daniel is 2.5 days old now. Daniel is 17.3 days old now. Like, it was kind of that ridiculous. Everything was about Daniel. <laughs> and then we had Nathan, and Nathan, Nathan is taking pictures right now. Hello, Nathan. He just, he was, he was not the most adorable baby. <laughs> but look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people used to say to me, like I had a brother who said to me, what's with this baby? He looks like an alien. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like he was really cute to me, but um, he's turned out to be a really cute alien. <laughs> and he likes Star Wars and all that stuff too, right? <laughs> and then we have Michaela. Nathan's 21. Daniel is 23. Um, and, well, he's almost 23. No, he's 23, going to be 24. Nathan is, no, he's 23. <laughs> See what happens for children. Okay. <laughs> and then Nathan is going to be 21. We have Michaela, and she's in Tulsa right now. She graduates in May, and she is 19. And then Mackenzie is back in the tech booth. And Mackenzie had a really big week this week. She turned 16 years old, so sweet 16, and she got her driver's license. Yay! Like, I am super excited about that, so we don't have to play taxi anymore. <laughs> so we, we are a very blessed family with the children that we have, but I can remember the days when I wasn't having babies. I can remember the days that I wanted to be a mom. I can remember the days that I was thinking, okay, this like biological time clock, whatever that is, is running out. And yet, like who said that? God sure didn't, you know? <laughs> whatever stage and station and place in life you are, God knows exactly where you are and exactly what you should be doing. And so our deal is just to follow his plan. I'm really blessed with a mother-in-law who is sitting in the back of the room, Grandma Malik, and she had seven children, so she gets lots of prizes. <laughs> 
two girls and five boys, but guess what? She had five boys first, and then she had the two girls. My mom is um, an awesome woman as well, and I'm the oldest of five children. I have three brothers and another sister. And so when I think of our moms and I think of the hard work that, you know, back then it wasn't push the button in a microwave and it wasn't doing all this easy stuff, you know. It was hard work. It was planting a garden. It was harvesting. Both of our parents, um, my dad was raised on a farm and always had a farmer's heart. And Matt's parents were raised on, well, they were farmers. Ollie was raised on a farm and and was a farmer, Pastor Matt's whole life. And so hard work is a lot of what they knew. And I think of, of a praying mother. You know, I know um, Pastor Matt's mom in the middle of the night would tell stories. Well, not in the middle of the night, but she would tell stories of when she'd be awoken in the middle of the night to pray for her son David, the truck driver, you know, and, and it would be at that time when David was in a near accident and different things would happen. But it was a praying mom who saw her children through those things. My mom as well. You know, my mom has grown in her faith. She's a lady who has been through a lot. My mom was um, pregnant with me and gave birth um, two months after my mom and dad were married. And so my mom was disowned by her family. I had, some of you have heard this story, but I had a grandma and grandpa who went to the same church that we did, and we would sit in the back two rows somewhere of church, and they would sit in the front two rows. And so my great-grandparents would walk right past us every Sunday and walk right past us on the way out. And I knew that they were my mom's grandparents, but there was never a relationship because I was conceived out of wedlock. And so when you think, look at what God's done with my life, <laughs> you know, he's using me for his kingdom. And so it doesn't matter where our beginnings came, it's where we end up. <laughs> you know, I think of um, my mom right now, she's going through a battle, and so prayer is a big deal, so I ask you all to join your faith. My mom was diagnosed with cancer in December. It's the third time she's had cancer. And so it's lymphoma, and um, she's actually going to be hospitalized tomorrow for three days for some intense chemo. So in Jesus' name, we just thank you for a miracle for my mom. But um, anyway, I think, I think of people who've lost their moms. You know, I think of people that I've, um, have gone through those kinds of things, and people that are here that I know have lost their moms. I found this quote, and I thought it's just awesome. Um, it says, my mind still talks to you. My heart still looks for you. But my soul knows that you're at peace. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> you know, to know that those moms that have gone before us are at peace. You know, I could have lots of things to share today, but we have moms that have all kinds of wisdom. And so... I've asked a couple ladies to share. We're basing today, you know, what the things we share today, the things we're talking about on Proverbs 31, 25 in the New Living Translation. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, 
and she gives instructions with kindness, to be clothed with strength and dignity. Being clothed means that we're covered, to know that that's part of those wise women in our lives. It's part of the moms in our lives and other women that are wise women that speak into our lives. I've asked some wise women. I've asked um, Brooke, are you here, is right here. Brooke was video announcements and a baby dedication, and now she's going to share a little about her experience as a mom. Good morning. Um, my name is Brooke, like she said. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, my husband Andrew and I have been coming to refuge for almost two years now. Um, I think it'll be two years this, this fall. Is that right? Okay. Um, and we have two sons, as you probably saw, and they were making really loud noise, and we were the obnoxious ones in the front row over here. Um, <laughs> um, Asher is oldest, and he is almost two. He'll be two at the end of this month. Um, <clears throat> and then Owen was a little, tiny little one that was getting dedicated, and he's almost two months. Um, and I wanted to share a little bit of our story, and um, he is two months, but he's really small, so you might be like, he doesn't look like he's two months old, because he's tiny, looks like he was literally just born. So, um, as Pastor Matt said, my due date was May 12th, and so Owen was about two months early, um, so he was really premature, and um, I used to see pictures of, if anybody has had a premature baby, um, you know what I'm talking about, but I used to see pictures of those babies and they had like tubes and wires and they were all hooked up and I used to look at them and think they're, oh my gosh, what's wrong with them? You know, it looks terrible. That will never be me. Like, that just, that looks terrible. I, I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. Um, and then sometimes you find yourself in a situation that you thought you'd never be in. Um, and so I just want to share a little bit of kind of that night and everything that happened and then how the Lord had really um, given me peace through all of that. Um, so that night that Owen was born, um, I woke up at about 10 p.m. Um, with really painful labor contractions and I kind of thought that they were nothing and so I kind of just ignored it and I tend to be a little stubborn so I'm kind of like the person that will not call the, the doctor or go to the hospital till I'm like dying which is not good um, <laughs> but I, I kind of thought maybe if I take some Tylenol and just go to sleep or try to sleep them off they'll go away um, they didn't anyways they ended up getting more painful and I finally realized okay maybe something's wrong because I'm not close to my due date yet um, and, but again, I was still like, maybe I'm making this up in my head. Um, anyways, and so we ended up going to the hospital. I called them. They said, yeah, you should just come in and we'll check you. So I, I went in and sure enough, they were like, oh my gosh, you're in labor and this is going to happen like right now. So apparently I was laboring at home and all that stuff, <laughs> um, which makes sense because how painful it was, but I was a little stubborn. So um, anyway, so he was born that night and... Um, right away, because he was premature, they knew that he had needed help, so he needed assistance breathing. Um, so babies that are born early, their lungs aren't strong enough to breathe the air, and um, they can't regulate their own body temperature, um, other, a few other things like that. But Owen was 
about 30 weeks gestation, which means that he was better off than a baby who was born 20-some weeks. So a few weeks even makes a big difference. So he really just needed help breathing. Um, but anyways, he was born, so they, they, they put him in the incubator right away, and he got all these tubes in him. They put a tube down his throat into his lungs and helped some um, breathe, and they gave him some medicine. And um, basically, I'm not going to go into all the other details of that, but um, then, then they whisked him off in the helicopter to, um, I'm going to put that down so I stop waving it, um, to the hospital, which was 45 minutes away, and there he was. And the whole night was crazy. It all happened so fast. And sometimes um, when something like that happens that you don't expect or that it's unplanned, um, life just keeps going and time just keeps going. So you can't stop that. And then you find that you're here and your emotions are still not caught up with reality. So you kind of have to process everything. Um, so I was kind of in that daze of like, what just happened? What's going on? This is not what we planned. Was not ready for this. Um, and obviously it was emotion, you know, emotions and all that stuff. Um, but for the most part, Owen was really healthy. Um, he basically just stayed in the hospital for about 37 days, and he just needed to grow. He just needed to get stronger. Um, and I was, I did struggle with being sad and having my moments um, of, you know, that I'm not with him and that this isn't normal. That you expect to have a baby and they come home with you and. And I wasn't going to cry in front of stage, but I feel like it's going to happen. Um, you expect that they come home with you and you get to um, cuddle them and, and do all the stuff that you want to do as a mom. Sorry. <laughs> and that didn't happen. So um, I definitely had my moments of being sad. But um, the biggest thing that I struggled with, and I just wanted to share this, was that I struggled with feeling guilty as a mom. And I think that we all, as moms, have felt like that at some point. Um, but specifically for me, I felt, first of all, guilty that um, he was born premature, that maybe somehow um, I did something wrong. Maybe I wasn't um, healthy enough, or I didn't take care of myself enough, or whatever any of those thoughts may be. And then also, as he was in the hospital, we were visiting him constantly and feeling guilty that I'm not there enough, that um, you know, I had to drive 45 minutes every night to see him. And then you can't even hold them in the hospital for a few weeks. So you kind of have to like poke their hands and, like, and try to um, cuddle with them through these holes. And so it's kind of hard. It's kind of difficult and emotional. And so feeling guilty that I'm not there enough um, being just being with him, just sitting by his bedside. Um, and I think that was probably the hardest thing for me through this whole process. So he was there for 37 days, and then he came home on April 15th, which was, like Pastor Matt had said, which was earlier than they said. So they said he would probably stay there for a couple months, and it was about a little over a month. So that was amazing. He, he did really great. Um, but through that time, I, this is what I really wanted to share, was that the Lord had really brought me so much peace through this one moment that I had as I was standing in the hospital. And I was looking around at all the, um, the other babies. There were several other babies, or a few other babies in the room with him. And I was thinking how amazing it was that um, their small little improvements, um, that they, they're breathing better today, or they're, um, they grew a little more today, because they measure babies in the, in the NICU in the hospital. Um, by ounces, and ounces to us are like um, like paper, like that's nothing to us. 
but to these babies growing or uh, gaining an ounce was a huge deal. Um, and they also measure how, how much they eat in milliliters. So they're tiny little marks on a bottle. So they're just super small. And I remember thinking how amazing it was that such small improvements are so amazing. And, um, and it kind of blew me away. And I was like, to the rest of the world who doesn't know the situation and who's not in here, if I told anybody that, they'd be like, oh, yay, that's great. But when you're in that situation, that becomes amazing to you. And, um, and, and I just remember thinking that and having that idea. And sometimes we have thoughts and ideas, and really they're from the Lord, even though we might not know it. We think they're just like a random, you know, I just thought this. But really it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Um, can I have some water? <laughs> um, and so as I, thanks, I'm sorry, my mouth is really dry. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Um, so as I thought that was so amazing and I was standing there, the Lord had really comforted me and spoke to me and said, Brooke, that's how I view you. And it was so powerful because sometimes as a mom, and if you're not even a mom, as people in general, we struggle with feeling like, um, like we're not good enough or um, you're not doing enough or you're not, you're not where you should be spiritually. You're not mature enough. You're not growing fast enough. You're not, um, you're not being all that you should be. And we all struggle with that. But especially as mom, I start, you know, we all struggle with that. And um, so the Lord had comforted me with that. Brooke, that's how I view you, that every little improvement that never once did I, did I look at Owen in the hospital and say, Owen, why are you here? Why are you not um, growing fast enough? Why are you not breathing better today? Um, Just all those thoughts. Why are you not good enough? Or you're not where you should be. You're not a normal baby, whatever it may be. And God was like, I don't view you like that. I don't see you like that. Like you you don't see Owen like that. You would never even think that about your children. I never even thought that about my children. I'm it's actually the opposite. I'm proud of them. I'm so excited for the little, oh, he um, ate a milliliter more today. That's amazing. Such small little improvements. And God views me like that as a mom and all of us as moms like that. And he's proud of us. And um, just really briefly, I wanted to share um, this verse that I felt like the Lord had given me from that. And it's First uh, Corinthians thirteen seven. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And I love the, the last part that says love endures all things. I love the word endure and the word enduring. And I'm a words person, so I always I have the dictionary app on my phone. And so I get like the word of the day sent to me, and I like look up a bunch of words, and I love it. I think it's really fun. But um, it helps us to understand a little more of what, the, what we're reading. And um, so the word enduring, it means lasting, permanent, patient, and long-suffering. And um, so when the word says that love endures all things, that it is enduring. And as today we were saying mom is, I felt like that was what the Lord had given me was mom is enduring. Moms um, endure, and they can endure all things.
And um, again, going back to the verse that we're using today, the Proverbs 31, 25 through 26, one part in there that says, she can laugh at the days to come, she can laugh at the future, and to me that's because I know that I can endure all things. Um, but it's because he first endures with me. Just like I view my son, I view my children, we all view our children, we're proud of them, we're not mad at them. God is like that with us, and that gives us the ability as moms to be like that towards our children. So I thought that was um, encouraging, and thanks for letting me share. I'm sorry I cry so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, Brooke, we all have real stories, you know, and I think yours being so fresh and new is something, you know, to continue to pray for Owen continue to pray how he grows. I know when we went to visit him, I can remember it was how much, how wet was his diaper today? Like, that's exciting. It was a wet diaper. Yay. (laughs) So Florence is going to share just a couple minutes and Florence can come and join me. She's a wonderful lady, part of Refuge and has shared some awesome experiences. And so um, I know that we're over time, and I'm really sorry, but I feel like, you know, we're going to do this, and we're going to hear from the Lord and what he has to share through you. Amen. I am going to share briefly, and I'm just going to start with the scripture um, that we've been talking about, Proverbs 31, 25 through 26. Mom is... She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear at the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. My family would say that I probably do not give instruction with kindness, but we aren't going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about that today. I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. Um, But again, my name is Florence. Um, I've been married to my wonderful husband uh, for 29 years this year. I have five children. So I have my son, Calvin Jr., who's the oldest. He's 33, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, somewhere in there. So we were not married when we first had kids, but um, he's 33. Um, And just a little bit about my son. Um, To be a mom, you got to kind of know about the kids at least for me, and I did speak to all my children to make sure I could share a little bit of their stories. Well, my son has made some not-so-great choices in life. So, you know, as a mom, we have to deal with that. He spent a couple of years in prison, and that was difficult, but he is now back on the right track again, and I keep praying. Amen. I lost my first son-in-law, my second daughter, Remy. She's 32. Uh, She lost her husband. They were almost at their fifth year anniversary. They had just had their son. He was only six months old when he passed away in a car accident. So that was difficult, trying to help her through those situations. You made me cry. (laughs) Okay. um, And then my daughter, Karis, she couldn't be here today either. She had to work. Um, just she's been through quite a bit as well in her life she had two miscarriages um, and that was difficult for us as well and just as a mom trying to be there for her and comfort her and then you're dealing with it yourself because it's your grandchild um, that you've lost as well then I have my daughter Ariana who's here we bought her we brought her directly home from the hospital when she was born she's actually my sister 
uh, my sister's child. My sister was Angela, and she's passed away already, so we brought Ari straight home from the hospital, and we raised her as if she's our, she is, she is our daughter, she is our own. And then just about a month ago, we got Caleb, <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, my sister passed away, as many of you know, and so Caleb's come to stay with us now, and he's 15. So, <clears throat> oh, so and, and I know it probably sounds like, as I'm sharing, I have a lot of experience with this mom thing. <laughs> okay, but you still get it wrong probably more often than you get it right. As Brooke was sharing, you, you feel guilty about a lot of things that you can't do, um, that you want to do as a mom. So the only wisdom that I have when it talks about we're cold in strength and dignity um, is really just that strength and that wisdom comes from God all the time and just with being in Christ, um, and that's all I know. Um, and I wanted to share really from Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17, and it talks about the armor of God, and I think as moms, sometimes we are the armor for our families because we have to pray for them always and watch out for them, and we're just plugged in when we're women of God to do that. Um, so we put on the whole armor of God so that our family is able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil, even when our children don't want to listen to us and they think we're being the mean mom. We still stand on God's word, and we say no even if everyone else is saying yes. As Brooke said, we laugh without fear of the future because we know and understand that the battle is not ours. We're not fighting against our children or our families or our spouses. We're fighting against powers and principalities in the heavenly realms, which is why our prayers are so important. I know many of you here would agree with me. Thank God for praying mothers and grandmothers. Many of us would not be here today. I am probably one of them as well. Amen. Oh, where am I? Glasses. Okay. Many times, as moms, we have to go back into that closet and put on that armor again. We go into that prayer closet, and we stand and we pray, and we continue to stand firm on the word of God. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge James Bond fan. And you know how James Bond, the old James Bond, not the new, not the new, old school, old school James Bond. You know, he'd always go see Q before he'd go on a mission, and Q would outfit him with just the right weapons that he needed for the battles that he would be in. So I liken that to when we go into our prayer closets and we hook up with the Holy Spirit and we pray and we ask for that strength and whatever tools we need, our weapons are mighty, in warfare for those battles, the Holy Spirit gives us exactly what we need to pray for our families and to uplift them at all times. So I just thank God for that as well. We're always wearing the truth. We put that on. We put on that belt of truth, and we speak the truth to our family. We share that good news with them, our feet being shod with the gospel of peace, and that is so important for us to do as parents. Um, we do that even though we don't always see what we've hoped for for our children when they make decisions or mistakes. Like I said, I have adult children and now teenagers, and I can't make those decisions for them anymore. I can't be the mean mom because they have to make their own 
decisions, but you still have to stand and pray that God will protect them and watch over them and continue to nourish them, and that everything that you've poured into them as a mom, as with the word of God, that the Holy Spirit brings that to their remembrance, and he's promised us that, so you stand on those promises too. We're always unafraid and unashamed because we have on that breastplate of righteousness, and we have confidence that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous make much power available to us. So I praise God for that as I'm always praying for my family. Again, um, I said our feet are shod with that gospel of peace and the good news and sharing it. Um, If there is a kindness, one kindness that I do is I always speak to my family, my children, about the word of God and the goodness and the loving kindness of God. So that's my kind instruction to them at all times. Um, And above all else, we surround our family, not just us, with the shield of faith. And we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one that comes against our family. We have to do that always. And um, I just always pray that my prayers have been that faith, um, that that shield around them from the Holy Spirit. And I know it has because we have come through some um, really, really just mind-boggling things. Um, and I, I, I just thank God for one day when my children will share their stories of what God has brought them through. Amen. And always we wear that helmet of salvation, knowing that because we are saved, my family is also saved. I don't care what I see. I don't care what it looks like. But I have on my helmet of salvation, and because I am saved, my family is saved. And I share the Ephesian scripture in chapter 6, because as moms, our calling is to be a mom, but that calling is because we go into battle every day for our family, and it's so important that we put on the armor that God has given us as moms so that we can stand in the gap and pray and fight those fights in the spiritual realms for our families. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, I think of Proverbs thirty one twenty six again when it says that she gives instruction with kindness. I think that sometimes kindness can be lacking. And I know, you know, like Florence says, I know there's times that I'm not always the most kind. And sometimes it's because sometimes we want more for other people than they want for themselves, at least from our perspective. And so... It's knowing, though, that no matter what, it's important that we be kind. To know that we love one another, that we forgive one another. I think that forgiveness is a huge thing. Maybe you have a mom that you don't have a good relationship with. Like, that exists, too. I'm thankful to God that I have a good relationship with my mom. But there was a time when I was a teenager and telling myself that I had asked her a question. We worked at the same restaurant. I was a bus girl. Yeah, I was a bus girl. She was a waitress. She asked me to clean off some tables, and there was another bus girl, and I said, why don't you ask her to do? You're asking me to do everything. And she said something to me that wasn't very nice, and so I thought, fine, I won't talk to you. So guess what? I didn't talk to my mom for weeks. I was that person. (laughs) she had to forgive me but then really it was my place to forgive her 
there's times we've all offended people and we can say we're offended we're offended but you know um, we offend people too and so remember that I don't believe that people intentionally want to hurt people like godly people shouldn't want to intentionally want to hurt people so to know that forgiveness is something that we can experience I think of Jesus Christ there is no one that has given us forgiveness like he has to know all the garbage that's been in a lot of our lives mine included and to know that I can come to him and just ask him for forgiveness and just like that I'm forgiven and I get to start over and guess what that's every single second every second we can be forgiven now, I'm not saying go out and sin so you can just ask for forgiveness but what I'm saying is if you've never experienced that kind of forgiveness it's here for you today if you've never known the kind of forgiveness that is unconditional love God has that for you I want to close in a prayer today if if you're here today and you you can say you know I hear about that love you're talking about I hear about that forgiveness but I've never experienced that in my life let me tell you that there's no greater love there's no greater joy than when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and to be the Lord of your life I can walk out these doors today and God forbid I'd be in an accident and get killed I can know that I'm going to heaven I know beyond the shadow of a doubt can you say that same thing because if you can't it's not by doing good it's not by like Brooks said I'm I'm good enough I'm working hard enough I'm serving enough none of that it doesn't mean anything what it means is opening our hearts and receiving Jesus into our heart and asking him to be the Lord of our life not just our Savior not just so we we sneak by you know in this by the skin of our teeth get into heaven but where he's the Lord where he we let him have reign and rule in every decision in our life let's close our eyes thank you Jesus I'd like you to repeat this prayer after me and maybe you're somebody that hasn't asked Jesus into your heart if that's you I just like you with every eye closed every head bowed I'd like you to raise your hand to show God God I'm ready to commit my life to you I'm ready to ask for forgiveness for you to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life thank you Jesus well, father we just pray this prayer together to acknowledge you dear Jesus we thank you for the gift that you are to us Lord we ask that you forgive us where we've done wrong thought wrong and disobeyed you we ask that you come into our hearts and be the Lord of our life in Jesus name thanks for listening to the refuge podcast for more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages for free, visit us online at wearerefuge.net.